Hi, everyone. This is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a free webinar that Catherine Sayo and I hosted with Lipedema Simplified in April 2019. First, Catherine shares how she is learning about the keto foods that she loves, but will also love her back. Then I talk about things to consider if your keto eating plan is not working as well as you would like, and special adaptations we have learned that are usually needed when you have lipedema. One of the things that I let go of fairly early on was fruit. That one was hard. That was harder than I thought it would be. Because fruit is, as Lesson calls it, nature's candy. So fruit went. But then I had to really start looking at, you know, the carbohydrates and the vegetables I was eating and the amount of vegetables I was eating and the vegetable choices. Because, you know, I loved carrots and onions and beets and parsnips and sweet potatoes have been gone for since the 80s. But these other starchy vegetables, they don't have a place in my food plan. And, you know, these days, this is a chicory lettuce, which I love. I found out chicory endive has very low carbs. So now an eight-ounce salad of this is instead of with all of the other vegetables I used to put in my salad. So that's one part of it. The other thing I recently started to explore is nightshades, my favorite vegetables, tomatoes, eggplant, and peppers, with a little bit of onion, are nightshades. And I'm beginning to explore that. For me, that's not such a good idea. I don't have all the data yet, but I am exploring it. And and so far, I'm learning that it's not really good. And the other one is the peppers are the hot peppers, which I use a lot of. So I read about this more recently, really the past month or two, and found out that some of the byproducts is excessive mucus production, aching muscles and joints, and inflammation. And so I'm experimenting now with nightshades. But the question that you need to be asking is what's the right way of eating for you, for your body? What are the different comorbidities you bring to lipedema and lymphedema? What are the different foods that you might have sensitivity to that you don't even know? One of the things that I found very interesting is the cleaner and cleaner my body becomes, which the further I'm away from the processed foods and the more simple carbohydrates, my body adapts. And there are certain things that you know, some people can have that are not good for me. And there's just been so much more that we've learned in this journey in the last several years and will continue to learn. And so big part of what we want to present to you today is what we're learning that works for some women with lipedema. Many women with lipedema, keto works for them, but there's ways that you need to tweak it and make it individual to meet your own needs. And so one of the things that we're telling women right away is the most important thing you got to do is to get your carbs 20 grams per day or less. It's got to be 20 grams total and not net. You can't always subtract out that fiber and go with that. It needs to be below 20 grams. 
And this can be the most challenging part. And you may not realize that you're getting a little bit more than 20 grams per day. And so this is why we suggest sometimes using those online food logs and calculating your carbs every once in a while to see what you're getting. And you may be surprised and you may find that you are actually getting 35, 50, 65 grams of carbs per day. And that's going to be enough to give you a weight loss stall. It's going to be enough to increase your inflammation. It's going to be enough to give you increased pain. So the first thing to check if things are not working the way you think that it should, is just to make sure that you're not letting those carbs creep back into your lifestyle and make sure that you're keeping them below 20 grams per day. We're learning a lot of cool things about sleep. And so just keeping in mind that what's happening with how well you're sleeping can have a huge impact on your weight and keeping you from meeting your goals. It's interesting that if you have poor sleep, you are going to have a decreased secretion of leptin. Leptin is a hormone that suppresses your appetite. So if you have less leptin, you're not going to be able to control your appetite as much. And it's typical that when we're having poor sleep, we're stressed. And what do we reach for is those high-carb comfort foods. You will also have less time. If your, your sleep quality is so poor that you're getting up at the last possible minute and then you're having to rush to get to where an appointment or wherever you need to go, then you're getting those quick foods and maybe not doing and making good food choices because you're just grabbing something to eat and then you're going off. So what I would suggest is getting a sleep study. This may be an issue for you. And I will tell you that I've been through several sleep studies myself and the ones where you have to go into the center and they hook you up with all that stuff and then you can't sleep <laughs> and they say, yeah, you don't have any problem at all because you never slept during the study. I would suggest that consider getting one you can do at home. You can hook up the device and sleep in your own bed and then you can actually get a valid idea of what's happening because many people will have, you'll have not just stress and things like that keeping you awake, you might have physical stuff going on that is not allowing you to get good quality sleep. And this is interrupting your ability to achieve your goals. So consider a sleep study to see if this is part of the issue with you. And then we already talked a little bit about stress, but the interesting thing about stress is that one of the things is that those, that elevated cortisol that we get when we're stressed, is going to stimulate your appetite. So again, and what are we going to reach for is those comfort foods. So you're hungry and you're not necessarily going for those keto foods. You're making those choices that instead are going to hopefully give you some temporary comfort and bring down your stress. So finding ways to help manage your stress is going to be beneficial for your overall quality of life and reaching your goals. The other thing that we found for women with lipedema is for many Artificial sweeteners are not a good plan. And I think Catherine just briefly touched on this, that she used to drink a lot of diet sodas. So those were really, really high in artificial sweeteners. And what we're finding is that they could increase inflammation and, and pain. And the other thing is that it might make it even harder for you to get off of your carb addiction to help you get away from that sweet taste. And it just kind of, even though you're getting 
It's an artificial sweetener. It's not sugar. It's still keeping that need for that sweetness alive in you. And so it's harder to not eat sweet foods. And then we're also seeing that there is an insulin response to artificial sweeteners, not as much as it is going to be to real sugar, but there is an insulin response. And remember, as Catherine said, insulin is the fat storage hormone. It stops your ability to burn fat and it only wants to store fat. So we don't want to do anything that's going to increase our insulin response. And then what many people are finding, women with lipedema and otherwise, that these highly processed vegetable and seed oils, canola, corn, soy oils, these cause inflammation. These make you ill. And it is also not only that we decreased our fat intake and increased our carbs in the 80s, but we also went to these vegetables and seed oils instead of using animal fats. And so this had a contribution to our obesity epidemic, and also our increase in illness. So avoiding those vegetable seed oils, and maybe that means eating mostly at home because these are the oils that we cook with at restaurants. That was a fun webinar, and we always learn so much. Just when we talk to everybody in the community, we present our ideas, but then we also hear from you. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.